Hello and welcome to another episode of the Dallas Christian College Leadership Podcast. I am your host, Scott Spees, and we're glad that you have decided to join us for what is the ninth and final episode of our Serve Like the King series focused on servant leadership. Sharing her insights from our text, 1 Samuel chapter 15, is Miss Larice Perry, DCC student success coach. And it's great to have you here today, Larice. Glad you're joining us. Thank you. Thanks more for being here. Miss Perry's been a guest for a couple of other DCC podcasts, and we're honored to have her sharing with us again today. Facilitating our discussion is the Director of Learning Technology and Associate Professor of Intercultural Studies here at the college, Mr. Gary Hardy. Gary shared with us in our last episode of the Serve Like the King series, focusing on 1 Samuel 13. And so we're going to continue and wrap up this uh, podcast series. And so, Gary, I'm going to turn it over to you and, and let you and Larice share with our listeners. Thanks, Scott. Yeah, I'm on the other side of the desk today from yes. what I was the last time, <laughs> but uh, glad to be here. Um, it's funny, Loris, that we're giving you the final word on this uh, this series, <laughs> which is interesting because you and I know each other pretty well. We're around each other a yes, lot yes, in, in the same yes. area here at the college quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're kind of one of the last people I would say would have to have the final word on anything. <laughs> that's not your <laughs> no, style. Right. But yeah, that's how we drew it up. That's how you got it. So you get the final word on this Serve Like the King podcast. So All welcome right. and uh, go ahead and get us started on First Samuel 15. All right. Thank you, Gary. Hey, all right, uh, so serve like the king. Um, and when I looked at the word serve and king and um, leadership, I thought of the word humility. Um, and um, looking at the word humility, um, there was a book entitled Humility, the Forgotten Virtue, and the author is Wayne A. Max, and he starts defining humility with the opposite, which is pride. And he says, pride consists in attributing to ourselves and demanding of ourselves the honor, privileges, prestige, rights, and power that are due to God alone. He continues, he says, thus it is very, very root and essence of sin because pride at its core is idolatry of self. A proud person has put himself or herself in God's place. Then he goes on to define humility in this way. He says humility consists in an attitude wherein we recognize our own inconsistencies and unworthiness before God and attribute to him the supreme honor, praise, rights, privileges, worship, devotion, authority, submission, and obedience that he alone deserves. It is also involves a, a natural, habitual tendency to think and behave in a manner that appropriately expresses its attitudes. In other words, the attitude of humility is always seen in humble acts. It means having a servant mindset and always putting self last. So the word um, humility is combined with humble and the mind. So it's a, humility is a mindset. And um, when we're looking at uh, 1 Samuel 15, we're looking at, at Saul. Um, and I saw that how Saul went from uh, being an, an humble, see, seeing himself as an humble person back in uh, 
1 Samuel 13 um, to Samuel 15, he had gotten some prideful characteristics going. Um, so as we see in um, Samuel, 1 Samuel 15, uh, we see where Saul was rejected by God as king because he lacked humility. He was uh, anointed by Samuel under God's direction in 1 Samuel 9, and he was one that God chose to rule his people Israel, since the people rejected him as being uh, their king because they wanted the king like the other nations. So as Saul started out, uh, Heart of Humility, where he talked about his clan being the the humblest of all. But then in Samuel 13, um, the pride starts coming in when um, the Philistines were coming against him and he disobeyed God. Uh, he, he couldn't wait for Samuel. Mm -hmm. And so then he dishonored God. And um, his uh, destiny at that point was rejected because of his disobedience. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Humility in leaders is sadly something I don't think we admire much anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, when, when I think about even the political landscape in our mm -hmm. country, yeah. um, it, it, they're, you know, the people who seem to win elections these days are the people who seem to be the least humble. Yes. You know, and for whatever reason, we, the people, seem to want, keep wanting to put those kind of people in power, <laughs> and they, they have a hard time getting votes uh, and, and things, and I think there's an expectation. And I think that was the case with Saul. You know, the Israelites said the re their reasoning for wanting a king, what they said was so we can be like the, the nations around mm -hmm, us. Mm -hmm. And so they got a leader who was like the leaders of the nations around them, even though Samuel had warned them and said, this is what's, if you get mm -hmm. a king, this is what you can expect. They're like, bring it on. Yeah. So we would, in a way, we shouldn't be surprised when, sadly, Saul moves right into that mindset yes. of all those other, I mean, the only kings he knows are the ones he sees around him because Israel's never had one before. Right. right, right <laughs> and he's right. like, oh, I guess that's what a king's supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it's a bad move. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so in, in Samuel, 1 Samuel 15, God has given instructions to Samuel to tell Saul to attack and utterly destroy the Amalekites. Uh, he wasn't to spare any of the men, the women, and children, or the oxen, or the sheep, or a camel, or, or a donkey. And the Amalekites were a, a nomadic tribe that had inhabited the desert of South um, Judah. And they had attacked Israel. And, and that was back in Exodus 17, 8, where it said that the Lord had declared war on them. Totally destroying the Amalekites was to consider placing them under the band of a holy war. So Saul was not uh, fully obedient to the Lord's command. He spared Agai, the king of the Amalekites, alive, and the best sheep, oxen, fatling, and lambs, and all the good stuff. <laughs> but mm -hmm. we see, we know that partial obedience is still disobedience. Yeah. Uh, humility involves total obedience to God. But when um, Samuel had confronted Saul about what he had not done, you know, he, he, he wasn't honest. And then he, then he blamed the people. Uh, yeah. So he didn't take ownership of his disobedience. 
Uh, and one of the uh, one who serves like the king serves with integrity and takes ownership for their disobedience. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this act, it, I'm, I'm questioned by this as far as did Saul really have a relationship with God? Did he really know him as a sovereign God? Yeah. Knowing that he sees all things, knows all things, mm-hmm. he's everywhere present, you know. Um, yeah, I, I would say, you know, Saul, as, as I talked about a couple of weeks ago when I was talking about 13, Saul sees God as a power that he can manipulate and use, but he doesn't see God as a Lord mm-hmm. to be obeyed. Right. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, at this point, God is kind of frustrated. <laughs> For <with> real. <laughs> <laughs> so God told Samuel, hey, you know, I, I greatly regret making Saul king mm. because he turned back from following me and had not performed the commandments that I gave him. Um, God was sorry that Saul turned out the way he did. Um, you know, and, and we look at that and how God has created us in his own image, but then we still have a choice to obey or not, and Saul chose not to. Um, also, God, it makes me you know, know that um, God has called each one of us for a purpose, for his purpose, and our task is to, you know, seek him to find out what that purpose is and then obey him. And true humility is denying ourselves and choosing to obey God. Yeah, but not only did um, Saul disobey God uh, in verse 12 of that chapter, we see his prideful spirit when he went to set up a monument for himself. This was a common practice in the in Near East for the kings um, to do that, uh, to make, for, as far as crediting their God, the success of their gods. But one who serves like the king obeys God, serves with integrity, and fears and honors the Lord. And Jesus is our perfect example of that. Amen. And in Philippians 2, uh, 1 through 11, Paul encourages the people to look to Jesus as the example of humility. And he's, in the third verse, he's saying, do nothing for selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. And he goes on to say, have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. He emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. And I like this verse because it, it has those very key words there, you know, having the mind, mm-hmm. emptying himself, he uh, became a servant, uh, humbled himself, and became obedient. And that's perfect. Yeah, serving so, like a king. Yeah, sometimes know. people latch on to the, the, the things about Jesus in that passage and go all the way to the end of it where it says, you know, every knee is going to bow and, mm-hmm. and all this kind of thing. And, and they say, whoo, look how great Jesus was. Mm-hmm. And we're like, wow, wow, I wonder. Mm-hmm. Don't forget the reason Paul wrote all that about Jesus was because that's the way he wants us to be. Right. Uh, right. It's not enough to say, way to go, Jesus. You've done a good thing, you know, or a great thing. Mm-hmm. No, it's like, oh, I got to do it now too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's that whole take up your cross and follow me right, kind of right. thing. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, so yes, uh, Jesus had that mindset of service. Um, he was the obedient servant there. And also I saw in Acts 20, 18, where Paul's talking to the elders at Ephesus, where he says, you yourselves know how I lived among you, serving the Lord with all humility. So, um, yeah, I think Paul's an example of the fact you can have authority yet still have humility at the same time. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we don't think those two things can go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Jesus says all authority in heaven on earth has been Mm -hmm. given to me, yet he's also completely humble uh, at the same time. Mm -hmm. Those those two things can coexist. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. They don't have to cancel one another out. Right, right. Yeah, so as we continue in the story, we, we also see that Saul tries to justify his disobedience by claiming that the animals um, that were spared were brought as a sacrifice to the Lord. And uh, Samuel's res- response in 1522 says, to obey is better than sacrifice and to listen than the fat of rams. In other words, the best sacrifice without obedience gained nothing, and the Lord would rather have our obedient heart of worship than rituals that have no meaning. So there is no substitute for obeying uh, obedience to God. Uh, Ritual sacrifice without a change of attitude, without a heart, falls short of true repentance. Just I think about the the few times that I've uh, opened an assignment from a student here, a paper they were supposed to write Mm -hmm. that says, I know this paper was supposed to be about, but this is what I decided to write about instead. <laughs> and I want to say, obedience is better than, <laughs> than, than this paper that you're writing. And I, I, you know, I just say, well, I'm not going to read it then because you didn't obey. Right. The, the, you know, mm-hmm. I gave you this assignment for a reason. Mm-hmm. It, I don't just give you busy work, uh, right. you know, just to make it real practical here in the classroom. Mm-hmm. No. Just because you wrote a nice paper about something you want to write about. If I told you to write about this, that's mm-hmm. what you have to write about right. to get credit. Yes. And when the Lord told Saul exactly what to do and Saul mm-hmm. didn't do it, that's not good enough. And yeah. his, you know, I, I have some real doubts that he really kept all those good animals just to sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was probably a lie. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Samuel doesn't, he doesn't even deal with that part. He just says, well, even if that were true, that's still not right. Right. Still not right. Yeah. So we can see that, um, you know, Saul had the title of a king, but he didn't have a heart of the king, the heart of humility. And in order to have that heart of humility, one must first have a heart of repentance. So in in addition to um, Saul disobeying God, he was guilty of rebellion, of arrogance, and of rejecting God's word. Um, be, and because of his behavior, the Lord rejected Saul as king over Israel. Uh, and this was symbolized when Saul, Saul is, has torn Samuel's robe. And, and, and he said, the Lord has torn the kingdom of Israel from you this day and has given it to a neighbor of yours who is better than you. God had already chosen another one after his own heart. And, and we saw that in, in 1 Samuel thirteen fourteen, and we'll... And then also in 16 and 1. Um, then in verse 30 of Samuel, uh, 1 Samuel 15, Saul confesses that he had sinned. And he, please, he pleaded with Samuel to go with him before the elders of the people and before Israel. He said, I have sinned, yet honor me 
now before the elders of my people and before Israel and return with me that I may bow before the Lord your God. I, when I read that, that my people kind of jumped out Mm, and then your God kind of jumped out too, highlighted that. So now, okay, and he said, honor me. So he was more concerned about his reputation with the people than his relationship with God. And as a servant of God, one must realize that those we have been called to lead uh, belong to God. In addition, as God's leaders, one must own him as Lord, submitting to his lordship and coming under his authority. So um, referencing back to the book, Max says he states that most sin turns us away from God, but pride is a direct attack upon God. It lifts our hearts above him and against him. Pride seeks to dethrone God and enthrone itself. And that's what we see with Saul. And then we are, we are all leaders, you know, no, compa- no matter what capacity. We have a circle of influence. We guide, we direct, we inspire, and we motivate in home, at home, at school, work, and church. A leader who serves like the king serves with humility. And those called by God should have a willing and obedient heart of integrity, a fear of God, the mind to keep God and his purpose on the throne of our heart. And Jesus is that perfect example. And we need to have his mindset of service, a mindset of humility. So uh, uh, the scripture in 1 Peter 5, it says, All of you clothe yourself with humility toward one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Amen. Yeah, and, yeah. So, and a couple of things that we can think about um, at being as far as a servant, um, serving like a king, um, to keep pride under control and to cultivate humility. Um, we seek to increase in our knowledge of God. Him, his attributes, his glory, um, knowing that he is the sovereign God. And then we view each day as an opportunity to forget ourselves and serve others. Yeah, yeah and one of the, you know, one thing that I, I, I remind myself of, and this kind of crystallized for me several years ago, was that anyone who isn't willing to be humble will eventually be humiliated. Uh, Saul was humiliated. He had the kingdom torn from him and, and everything because he wouldn't, he wouldn't humble himself. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I've tried to take to heart. Uh, I like to say I do it perfectly, but nobody does anything perfectly, right? <laughs> but, but just that reminder that mm-hmm. if, I, if I refuse to humble myself before the Lord, I can expect somewhere in life to be totally humiliated, yeah. if not in this life, in the judgment to come. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, you know, yes. Because God will give grace to the humble. Yes. If I'm humble, yes. even my mistakes, God will help me take care of Amen. by his grace. Amen. But if I'm not humble, I won't receive that grace because right. I won't want it. Right, right. You know, the, the scripture in, in Proverbs sixteen eighteen it says, pride goes before destruction yeah. and a haughty, haughty spirit, spirit before yeah. a fall. And there's one, um, 27, 21 in Proverbs, it says, fire tests the purity of silver and gold. But a person is tested by being praised. So I, when I saw that, I'm like, woo. <laughs> you know, even, you know, our thoughts 
you know, how we receive or how we respond um, to compliments or mm-hmm. to what people say, we have to be careful uh, what those thoughts are. Are they still in, as far as humility, knowing that God is the one that helped you in whatever you're being complimented for? Or do you find yourself being lifted up, you know, putting yourself on that throne and um, and not having God still remain on the throne? Like, like uh, Herod in Acts, you know, the voice of a God, not of a man. And because he didn't give glory to God, down he went mm-hmm. right then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so. I like, I'm reminded of, you know, James. I was just looking that up here, James 4.10. Humble yourselves under God's mighty mm-hmm. hand, and he will mm-hmm. lift you yes. up yes. in due time. Yes, yeah, you know, in due it's time. Not, it's not you doing the lifting up. God will, mm-hmm. if that's supposed to happen, it will happen in due time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, so, you know, we, we ask ourselves that question, you know, who who will get the glory, you know, um, who am I worshiping, who's on display mm-hmm. when we're thinking about that uh, as far as serving in humility, serving selflessly, mm-hmm. um, you know, as God. And even in Matthew twenty twenty eight, it says, even as the Son of Man came not to, to be served, but to serve, but to serve mm-hmm. and to give his life. A ransom for many, you know. And at this past um, the Easter, we see, you know, vividly the humility of Christ, who gave Himself up. He suffered and died, so that we might um, have life and have it eternally. So, okay. thank um, you, Larissa. Really appreciate those insights. Um, as we've now wrapped up our journey through the life of Saul. Um, I was telling, before we even started the podcast, they said, we sure chose a, a poor example of a servant <laughs> leader, didn't we? But we can learn from the, from the negative things, uh-huh. the things not to do. You know, it's the old saying, nobody's useless. At least they can serve as a bad example, right? <laughs> well, well and, we were, and we're reminded <laughs> of the importance of humility. And I, I don't know if you listened, uh, Larice, to some of the early podcast series, but uh, Dr. Sanders, that was one of the key uh, characteristics of godly leadership that we talked about you know some (laughs) two months ago three months ago was this idea of humility and serving other people so you really book ended that well thank you for sharing uh you our listeners we want to thank you for joining us for this series on serve like the king uh we are kicking off here in a couple of weeks our summer series that's titled one faith one body based on the book of ephesians Uh, You're going to be hearing from six of Dallas Christian College's uh, practical ministry students and uh, preaching students. They're all part of Dr. Eddie Sanders' Preaching the New Testament class, and they're going to be walking through uh, each of them, taking a chapter of the book of Ephesians, and uh, it will be very encouraging and a very enlightening study, so we encourage you to check that out as the weeks unfold here. Again, we want to thank you for uh, for being a faithful listener. If you want to find out more about Dallas Christian College, you can certainly do that at our website, www.dallas.edu. But in the meantime, pray that uh, as the summer season begins to uh, come upon us, uh, we're grateful for uh, your partnership in ministry and the opportunity that we have to help prepare more workers for the harvest field. Pray that you have a safe and a very uh, blessed day, and take care, and we'll catch you next time.